We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. As we head into our second hour, we do so as we do every Wednesday with our good friend David Schweikert representing Arizona's 6th Congressional District and a lot of common sense where it's most needed. David, how are you, sir? <laughs> well, I don't know if the common sense label works. I'm actually at um, the House Republican Policy Conference okay. right now. That's a good start. And I'm, pu- I'm, I'm pushing the envelope a little bit, trying to push people to think, you know, think a little bit differently that, you know, if we're blessed enough to take the majority in the House, how do we win the argument that our vision of people, um, our vision of technology, our vision of what America actually is, um, gets us to keep the majority, will help us take back the White House, maybe the Senate, um, but also it's just moral. Yeah, It's just the right thing. So I was just doing a presentation moments ago on like the, the, the potential to cure diabetes. I was using that as an example. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the budget hawks want to say, okay, does this for the debt? It's the single biggest thing you could do for U.S. debt, the single biggest thing you could do to lower health care prices, and it's just moral. And I realized half the room is just staring at me like, huh? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little frustrated right now. I get it. Uh, no, I get it. There is an allergic reaction. I, I've, I've noticed this uh, a long time ago. There is a, you probably have too. There's an allergic reaction um, to using the language of morality but in, in, in politics and even in conservative circles. But at the end of the day, uh, that is what politics and public policy is about. If it's but, not but, about but morality, it's, it's about that. nothing. Yeah, it, it is. But, but for a lot of us, we're not used to hearing that unified theory of this is the right thing to do. Yep. Um, the technology is about, about to provide us an opportunity to take it in a direction where it does really great things for people. It does really great things for the debt. It, it reduces it dramatically. And, 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 and you get sort of the question of, but, but didn't we just discuss the president? subsidizing insulin mm-hmm. and you're saying I'm, I'm not talking about subsidizing insulin i'm talking about a cure mm-hmm. and yes it's going to be expensive and it's going to be hard and there'll be great frustrations and there'll be lots of people that make money off the disease who are not going to be happy and they're not going to contribute to you anymore and i guess we developed the founding fathers gave us a system that was very comfortable at incremental change mm-hmm. The problem is we've put ourselves so deep in the hole, the scale of the debt, the the scale of sort of the dystopian environment the Democrats have given us, we don't need incremental improvements. We need leaps and bounds. And and I'm preaching leaps and bounds, not just small adjustments. Good. I appreciate that you are, and I love that you are, in fact, um, David, because this notion of incremental change Maybe it works with Marcus of Queensbury um, in in a century past. 
because what we are facing from uh, our political uh, opponents is not incremental change. We are we are we are facing large, massive crisis inspired with immediate urgency kinds of transformations in this country on a daily basis. That's what they're pushing. We better have an answer to that. Right. Our answer cannot be incremental tinkering around the edges. You remember the, the thing, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. Sure. Yeah. And the left has done a brilliant job. You know, think of 2008. The crisis, well, the left, you know, backfilled it, used it, and took over huge portions of the banking and the financial system. And, and almost no one noticed it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dodd-Franks of the world, right. the other, right. uh, what we've gone through with COVID, yep. how much of the government is influencing. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think most people who are just trying to survive, you're trying to take care of your family, you're, you're trying to you know, uh, just live, understand the tentacles of the left in, in everything in our society. And what I'm preaching is if you cure someone, you actually don't need the government largesse anymore. Right. They're no longer the keepers of your next treatment. Right. On top of that, David, there's this insidiousness to what they do in the name of crisis or emergency or existential threat, which is policies and laws that get passed in their midst. And the crisis might dissipate, fade or completely go away. Too many of the laws and regulations become burned in amber and stay with us. Right. I mean, that's well, a trick. Well, we're, too. we're dealing. I can give you an honest example. So we're not sounding philosophical okay. or anyone is more. T- um, <laughs> sort of tactile and, um, you like uh, you like the, to bring me down can- from the heavens a little bit once in a while. No, don't no, you? Dave? You are, well, you are. You know, look, you are um, a, a philosopher king. <laughs> um, the, but, but the definition of a pandemic. Right. So remember, about three weeks ago, the Democrats passed legislation in the U.S. House to declare the pandemic over September 2025. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. why would you yep. do that? Yep. Well, that declaration of the pandemic gives you power. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be some. I'm, I'm going to be a little vicious here. You have some people out there who preach. Or, excuse me. You get in front on Fox Television this summer, and we're saying no vaccine passports, no masks. Right. Well, they're absolutely right. Right. And then they, but then they'll turn to you and say, "But yeah, maybe we should keep the declaration of the pandemic going because my rural hospitals are getting spiffed, sure, extra cash because sure. of it, or some of my small businesses have extra credit lines." So it becomes part of the game of complain about parts of it, but don't make the definition and the, the, the cash. It's always about the money. The money comes in from that crisis. And that's one of the fights we're having right now, um, trying to get as many members to basically sign the discharge petition on my legislation, saying time to declare the pandemic over. And I've been stunned. Some of the members that will not sign it. Yeah. Because they agree, but they don't want to face down people who are making money off. The oh yeah, that's right. Those that were still yeah. in pandemic. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 th- I, I think this is not far differently related from the problem of earmarks in a sense too. I mean, it's it, oh, it is. It, yeah, it, it's, okay. a, it's a backdoor way. Yeah. It's absolutely a yeah. brilliant, brilliant um, analysis. Yeah, it's basically a backdoor way of hey, I have cash going to people that also write me campaign checks. Right. Isn't this wonderful? Right. 
Right, right. And it makes, you know, this game uh, for Republicans a playing field uh, on the uh, on on the field of incremental change, which is just not where we are anymore. We cannot afford we cannot afford this incre- incremental change. And well. now you're back to my yep. thesis yep. is um, if there's opportunity, um, if the dear Lord ha- has allowed the enlightenment of man to have solutions, we need to run at them, grab them and move it as fast as we can. You bet. You bet. You've done a couple other things this week, and I want to be sensitive to your time. What's your schedule like? Do you have to? Be, uh, how much time you got? I'll, uh, whatever. You... I, I, I can do. I can probably do one more segment. Oh, okay, good, good. Because we go have a, you've into... been you've been firing on a lot of pins. I wanted to talk to you about. I want to do. I want to get to this uh, letter that you've gotten several members, uh, several of your colleagues to sign uh, on a letter to the White House having to do with liquid natural gas. I want to get to that. But oh, also, yeah. But also, you know, this Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps thing. Do you want to spend a minute or two on that before we go to break, and then we'll come back on the liquid uh, natural? But, but let's do let's do the the, the gas. Okay, fine. Actually, in sure. a weird way, it's, I'll make the argument. It's more. It's it's incredibly important. Okay. Um, understand the scam that's really going on. Is if you have someone telling you, "Oh, it's because of cancellation of the pipeline that fuel prices have gone up," "Oh, it's because of not giving out permits." The price of fuel has gone up. It is a little bit, but the holy grail of what the Democrats are doing to make your life much more expensive is they've made it almost impossible to, in the capital market, to invest in gas, in, in wells, in, in bringing new oil fields online or gas fields online. And the irony of it is these policies by the Democrats actually meant that we burnt 23% more coal last year in our power plant because they raised the price of natural gas so high. And my fixation is um, there are so many things we can do with natural gas to back down bad actors in the world, particularly Russia, and it's actually cleaner for the environment. So there's a path here. Let me take a quick break on that point, David, and I'm glad you're arguing it on those terms. I mean, if the people who, you know, believe in the green agenda are serious, then they would actually be supportive of what you're saying is the takeaway here. Let me um, let me take a quick commercial break and come back to you with more on this. It's a great letter. I'm Seth Leibson. He's David Schweikert. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. David Schweikert representing Arizona 6th Congressional Day. Oh, what? All right, go ahead. What do you have? What? What's the complaint today, David? No, no, never mind. No, go I, ahead. I, what is know, it? I always come, I come, no, never mind. No, go never ahead. You hate, All right, you, back, to, back, to the, back to the point that we were heading on. The complaint office is open. You can, you can, you can lodge one. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I, you know, if I, can, I just need to send you guys my record collection, and this will work from there. Yes, yes. Send um, us your record collection, and we'll play them at thirty-three and a, and a, and a third speed, the way the RPM, the way they were meant to be, David. And okay, yes, stop. We'll, okay, I'm trying to be nice to you, but back back to what we were just yeah, liquefied on, natural on gas, liquefied yes. natural gas. It, if you're trying to get the American economy um, to be robust and minimize inflation, you basically have, you know, what is inflation? It's too many dollars chasing too few goods and services. And you're also trying to have an impact of good around the world 
you also now have you know we you know what's going on in Europe, um, where they basically are addicted now to Russian you know uh, fossil fuels mm-hmm. because they've shut down so much of their baseload nuclear and everything else. It, it, our, our method in our office is there's so many things the United States has resource-wise if we would be allowed to use them mm-hmm. that would help us economically, would help us job. It would also help us stabilize pricing in the economy because the availability. You know, energy is a component in everything around us. Um, and, and we often don't think about it that way. We think about when we stick a, you know, to fill up our gas tank. But if you're the electric car and you're plugging it in, right now how much coal you know, is, is powering your electric car. Sure. Um, and, and, and so it just in a moment like this, it's sort of insane that we're not using our abundance of natural gas, both here at home domestically, drive down the price, but by doing certain contracts saying we're going to commit that we're going to be sending liquefied natural gas into Great Britain and Germany and other places, those four contracts create that pricing financial stability for our own um, uh, energy company. Nice. So it's just the complete opposite of what the administration is doing, where they make it a risk premium to invest in these things. Now also, all of a sudden, you would actually have the financial sort of safety net to actually make the investments to expand our exploration and extraction. David, I, I got a couple of emails and callers. I'll just summarize it. They're, they're asking your thoughts on, I know you support all of the above uh, energy uh, exploitation and exploration. They're asking um, where, where you stand on throwing nuclear energy into this mix. My guess, my huge, guess is it's, it's... Huge fan. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, up until about two years ago, I had this gentleman in my office, Ph.D. in nuclear physics, and just brilliant. I mean, a Ph.D., he's the one running the civilian um, mini nuclear uh, modular reactor mm-hmm. uh, program. And, you know, you sit and talk about, now, he's specializing more in the liquid salt, but the concept now where you can do this, incredibly safely it doesn't have to be over the top expensive right and the fact of the matter is the united states will if you're someone that's green you do realize with all the baseload nuclear that's coming offline uh, over this sort of 10-year period it's the amount of energy is greater than every bit of renewable energy that's gone onto the grid both you know wind solar the amount of baseload nuclear that's coming off, they're shutting down the facility, is greater than all the renewables. The United States, just because we're shutting down so much nuclear, will actually produce more um, greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. And, and so nuclear, particularly the new design, they're really elegant. David, nicely said, nicely put. I'm glad you're doing this. Um, let me ask you one other thing you were tweeting about, because I, I, I think this is going to end up really biting us and our allies in a bad way. And it's this effort the administration's engaged in currently to decertify the Iranian Guard Corps, the RGC, uh, from being a foreign terrorist organization. Can you say a word about that? Yeah, you need to tie it into the Biden administration basically betraying so many of our allies and going back to the Iranian nuclear deal. Okay. Um, 
And yes, the French and some of the European countries really want us to do that, so it makes it easier for them to engage in commerce and make money. But at the same time, you want to know why many of the countries that we did the Abraham Accords with will no longer take Biden's phone call. Yeah, It's because of this. Uh So, you know, we did so much good with President Trump and others in the Middle East. And my fear is we're about to unwind that and and let the cash flow again to a a country that a nation that still has not walked away from terrorism. David, um, it will have awful implications, obviously, for our allies. We see it will also have, I think, awful implications for the United States. Um, And 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 it's an odd thing as we're trying to stop Russia from further incursions and maybe even if we can roll them back in an ideal situation, that we are working with them. We are absolutely working with them to get a front door entrance to a negotiation well, with Iran that they I, seem I, to, you know, not be so interested I, in in the first I, place. I, I, well, I need to give you a one-off, and, and this isn't my theory, but I like it. Um, our Afghanistan pullout was so chaotic, yeah. and, and, and we abandoned many of our allies. So if you're Germany and Great Britain and others, countries that had joined the coalition, and, you know, the United States is providing airlift capacity, and all of a sudden we're abandoning them. And we're saying, you guys got to get your own people out. Um, you know, Biden almost broke NATO last summer. Mm. Well, one of the things a number of the European countries wanted was they want to be able to do trade with Iran. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's lots of money. There's lots of hydrocarbons. And my fear is much of this movement of using Russia to negotiate is about making up with many of those allies mm-hmm. who are still very upset with what we did last summer. Mm-hmm. And now you have the Russian Ukraine invasion, and it's just come on top of that. You know, now saying you really need these allies. Mm-hmm. Um, my f- fear is it's been a series of really bad decisions by this administration that has locked us into a sort of a circle of things that could be horrible outcomes. Yeah, no, it's almost a runaway train, too. I mean, some of this stuff mm-hmm. is sending signals that we can't call back. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad you're on it. Look at what we did. We did health care. We did energy. We did foreign policy, David Schweikert. Well done, sir. Well done indeed. Yeah, thank heaven. You know, thank the dear Lord for coffee. <laughs> God bless you, sir, and Godspeed. We'll talk All to right. you next week. Take care. You Bye betcha. Now. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. We had a call during the break, Bill. What was it? We had a call um, from a uh, man who was, I guess, an immigrant from Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? You're nodding your head. Uh, who uh, was grateful to a guest uh, we gave voice to, air to, uh, last week, Nuri Turkel, uh, uh, an actual Uyghur Muslim who now works in the uh, at the Hudson Institute in Washington D.C. I did an extensive interview with him last week. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, he said, "Please have him back." I certainly will. This Nuri Turkel, look him up, folks, if you're interested in this issue. I think he is the Elie Wiesel of uh, the Uyghur population in uh, trying to get attention uh, put on 
what is going on in China. It's an odd thing. You watch these corporate, um, what shall we call them, uh, corporate uh, political warriors. They are willing to walk out of ESPN and march um, in, uh, in lockstep against Florida. You just saw recently the same with Disney employees. Disney, it was pointed out, it's interesting. I know this to be true. Someone else pointed it out first. The Disney Corporation is uh, a corporation that requires a very Martinet-like adherence to company policy, uh, whether it's uh, dress codes or, or, or other kinds of things. Uh, and so employees staging a walkout um, to make news about Florida not teaching five-year-olds about sex because they believe Florida should be teaching five-year-olds about sex. Um, to stage a walkout over this thing is not a small thing internal to the Disney um, to the Disney Corporation. Um, it probably didn't make as much news as it otherwise would have because there are important things actually happening in the world that are worthy of protest, and most Americans uh, don't really care to have their five-year-old kids uh, taught uh, by public school teachers uh, about the virtues, benefits, and wondrousness of uh, changing uh, genders and themes sexual. We'll talk a little bit about that with our guest coming up, Penny Nance, too. She of Concerned Women for America. But all that aside, given that caller we just had during the break, um, it is interesting, is it not, that this is what people are willing to put their jobs at risk for and walk out of their jobs to bring attention to. This is the issue. Five-year-olds being taught sex. That's what they want to put their jobs at risk over. Um, it is the same uh, effect when it comes to virtue signaling over things having to do with the de depredation of Ukraine, uh, which I am – I don't know. Sympathetic isn't the right word and empathetic isn't the right word. I'm, I'm, I'm as supportive as the Ukraine as I verbally and emotionally and mentally can be, knowing that the options are limited as to how much and what we can do. But where is that energy? Where is that animation? Where is that impetus and catalyst on behalf of millions, millions of people being placed in concentration camps in China for nothing other than their ethnicity and religion. Where is that? Where is that animation about what's taking place in the Xinjiang province, the heart of darkness uh, that is affecting the Uyghur, that is attacking the Uyghur population there? Where is that? Where is that concern? Well, Disney, we know what Disney's concern. We know Disney will not allow its people to speak up on behalf of that because why? They take orders from China. They will film in Xinjiang and they will black out anything that would lead people to see gates or entrances or roads to concentration camps. They will dance to the tune China, China calls, as will the rest of Hollywood. You will not find anything anti-China coming out of Hollywood or perceptively anti-China. You will not find villains in any kind of action adventure or mystery movie coming out of Hollywood where the uh, where, where where the evil person 
or you know where the dark person where the cigarette man is if you if you like from the x-files where the anti-hero is from china you will simply not find it you won't find it because they're in the pocket of china as is also the nba which is why you can't even stand up for people being afraid of being taken over by the communists as they were in hong kong you have one guy one guy saying stand up for Hong Kong and the people of Hong Kong who were standing up against being taken over by the Chai Coms and the NBA crushed him and made him apologize. This is the America we live in now. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Did you eat all your veggies today? Did you eat any veggies today? And if you did, did you eat 15 vegetable servings today? Did you eat garlic, red cabbage, red onion, soybean, kale, cayenne pepper, cauliflower, celery, zucchini, and more? Wheatgrass, shiitake mushrooms, sweet potato. You get all of that with balance of nature in just their veggies blend, 15 whole vegetables put into the veggies blend. The fruit blend has 16 whole fruits, all natural. I take it every single day. You want to boost your immunity? You do it the natural way. This is the best boost to my immunity and the best thing I have used to maintain and protect my health for going on three years now. Everyone I know who has taken balance of nature loves it as much as I do, and it doesn't take weeks or even months to notice the difference. You're putting a lot of veggies and fruits into your system. You'll notice the difference within, you know, less than a week, two or three days probably at most. At most, you may notice it on the first day just as I notice it the moment I take it every single day. If you want the fruits and veggies of Balance of Nature, go to balanceofnature.com. That's balanceofnature.com, and make sure to use discount code Balance. All right. I um, uh, stories. You know, you probably won't know about them unless shows like this do them. And uh, I think this is an important one. You were talking about a little bit about COVID earlier. There are those uh, bitter enders and dead clingers to it. By the way, where do you stand on this? Before I get to this story, where do you stand on this? I walked into two stores today. Uh, small stores. I, I don't know if they're exactly mom and pop, but they're not big national uh, chains or anything like that. One of them had a sign on the window, because we love you, wear a mask. And then the other situation where as I walked in, I was the only one in there, and the person behind the counter put their mask on as I walked in. And I almost was going to say, you don't need to do that for me. And I held my tongue. Was I right to? The reason I held my tongue is it should be an individual choice. I'm against the mandate of it all. I think it's absurd and nonsensical and performance theater and uh, another example of an exquisite uh, ritual of essential meaninglessness. But maybe I'm not the right – you know, maybe I don't know this person's health concerns and maybe I just shouldn't get into it. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. I, so I think I'm right to hold my tongue when someone does that. The sign on the door is a different animal. The sign on the door is a different animal. So on that store, I'll just tell you where it says, because we love you, wear a mask. I didn't go in. I didn't go in. You know, we we define things here all the time, and we don't even know it. Uh, The four loves C.S. Lewis went into, of course, uh, Western philosophy knows how to analyze those. 
I don't think any of them fit in the category of wearing a mask. We're redefining love just as we were redefining. What was that bill, that weird campaign they had early on with uh, with the masks? Uh, be stri- uh, what? Don't be a coward. Don't be a weakling. Yeah, and they put it on some kind of bodybuilder or MMA artist of some kind or another uh, MMA artist, MMA, MMA athlete is what I should have said. But, right, yeah, so they were answering an argument that was never made was your point, right? Ignoratio Elenchi, refuting an argument by responding to that not argued. It's amazing the contortions we put ourselves through to justify the nonsensical that made us feel better but that didn't make us better. It's just amazing how self-satisfied people can be by thinking they're doing the right thing by just following a herd, mental, a herd mentality dictated by people who you've never met and know nothing about your personal health and seem to know very little about a lot of other things related to health, too. If I were to tell you, for example, this is I'm still not getting to the news story, but if I were to tell you, for example, uh, if I were advising a president uh, of the United States that uh, I have a policy here that looks like a good idea, um, it will likely raise drug overdose deaths by 30 percent and it will likely raise alcohol deaths, alcohol abuse deaths, 25 percent. Most normal presidents and most normal officials, most normal public health officials would say, fire that man. Fire that man. That's intolerable. That is intolerable. Well, a lot of us did predict that. A lot of us did advise that the mitigation strategies were going to cause just that. We weren't... um, We weren't uh, fired because we thought those mitigation strategies were a good idea. We were fired, silenced, and censored because we were worried about those policies doing exactly what we are now seeing them do. Again, I'll ask, how many of you saw the story? How many of you saw the story that uh, uh, there was a 25% increase in uh, alcohol abuse deaths due to COVID mitigation strategies during the COVID lockdowns. Did uh, you see that story? Probably the same amount of people, the same number of uh, people that saw the story that uh, four Israelis were killed in a stabbing, in in, in a terrorist attack in Israel, a terrorist stabbing attack in Israel yesterday. Usually a terrorist attack that kills four in an allied nation like Israel would make news. How many people know that story? They know that story? They don't know that story. Of course they don't know that story. And you probably don't know this one. I'm not quite ready to give them the credibility uh, and honor that uh, I was giving to truckers in America and Canada. But the executives, uh, the CEOs and chairmen of all the major airlines, all of them, if there's one that's missing, I didn't see it, wrote an open letter to President Trump and uh, health officials, in, including heads of CDC and also Pete Buttigieg, because he's the head of transportation, um, on the ongoing mask mandate. It's worth reading. You can find it online. Airlines for America is, uh, is the organization uh, they're writing this letter under. They wrote it today. And they say much has changed since the measures were imposed and they no longer make sense in the current public health context. 
The persistent and steady decline of hospitalization and death rates are the most compelling indicators that our country is well protected against severe disease from COVID-19. Given that we have entered a different phase of dealing with the virus, we strongly support that COVID-19 no longer control our lives. Thus, now is the time for the administration to sunset federal transportation travel restrictions, including international pre-departure testing requirements and the federal mask mandate that are no longer aligned with the realities of the current epidemiological environment. Good for these guys. They go on. I'll read you a little more because it gets better. And uh, they are following the science. They are not only following the science, but uh, for anyone that still is in touch with bitter clingers and dead enders on this thing, um, it might be worth showing them what these people who are most interested in an industry that is probably most severely regulated for issues of safety have to say. I'll give you a little more when we come back. We'll be right back. Oh, what a beautiful song. And what a beautiful statement, really, from uh, all the uh, major airlines to the President of the United States today. I'm quoting from a letter, an open letter they wrote him, the CDC, and Pete Buttigieg. Um, Let me quote you just a little bit more. In the 10th meeting of the Emergency Committee on January 19th, 2022, the World Health Organization noted that, quote, the failure of travel restrictions introduced after the detection and reporting of Omicron variant to limit international spread of Omicron demonstrates the ineffectiveness of such measures over time. The WHO recommended that countries consider a risk-based approach to the facilitation of international travel by lifting measures like testing and or other quarantine requirements for individual travelers. The science clearly supports lifting the mask mandate as well, as demonstrated by the recently released CDC framework, including that 99% of the U.S. population no longer need to wear masks indoors. Several studies completed before we had the added layer of widespread availability of vaccine, including one from Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health and another from the U.S. Department of Defense have concluded that an airplane cabin is one of the safest indoor environments due to the combination of highly filtered air and consistent airflow coupled with the downward direction of the air. Lifting the mask mandate in airports and onboard aircraft can be done safely as England has done. Importantly, the effectiveness and availability of high-quality masks for those who wish to wear them gives passengers the ability to protect themselves as they choose. It makes no sense that people are still required to wear masks on airplanes, however, as they are allowed to congregate in crowded restaurants, schools, and at sporting events without masks, despite none of these venues having the protective air filtration system that aircraft do. It is critical to recognize the burden of enforcing both the mask and pre-departure testing requirements that has fallen on our employees for two years now. This is not a function they are trained to perform and subjects them to daily challenges by frustrated customers. This, in turn, takes a toll on their own well-being. Good point. You know, early on, I was saying there's public health and there's public health. Early on in the pandemic, people were saying, what do you mean by that? There's public health and there's public health. Well, 
Yeah. You can advocate on behalf of public health for one thing while you are harming several other layers of public health on the other. I give you the mental and emotional pandemic we have unleashed on this country, which will take a lot longer to get over than the COVID pandemic. I give you that. Folks, uh, great, brave, strong woman, Penny Nance, is going to be joining us from the Concerned Women for America organization on uh, Judge Jackson's confirmation hearings. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 